Talk about some of the meaningful things that you learned. There's this whole pervasive notion out there. You know, getting older is equated with becoming undesirable and incapable and doomed to suffering and disease. That's nonsense. And that they now know that 90% of your genes um, that code for your health are under your control. Avoiding disease, fighting disease, you know, living long is under their control. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. Uh, I am interviewing today my friend Brian Vaisley. And like me, he's become really interested in uh, aging and how to do it gracefully, how to do it slower. And he's the founder and host of theartofantiaging.com. And he has just done a free summit. And I was one of the 22 speakers on it. And so I invited him to come on the show and talk about what he learned from interviewing 22 health and wellness experts and authors and physicians and asking them the question, what are the three little known but most life-changing tips that I've picked up uh, in my research and writing on health and wellness over the many years? So he asked me that question and I wanted to ask him and give you one last chance to join his summit if you want to check it out, it's at greensmoothiegirl.com slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N. I just decided to make that link really short and easy because the name of his summit is, uh, it would be a long URL, right? The Little Known Life-Changing Health Summit. So if you want to jump in and get that summit or at least listen to the replay weekend where you can uh, listen to it for free, that's about to happen uh, on January 29th, as we launch this episode, it's at greensmoothiegirl.com slash Brian. So Brian Vaisley, welcome to the Vibe Show. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So you've been working really hard interviewing lots and lots and lots of people on the subject of how to age better, how to age slower. What's your take on aging? Everyone's obsessed with it. I personally have started to be obsessed with it since I turned 50, um, almost three mm. years ago. Uh, but so I wasn't paying any attention to that content until probably about age 50. What what makes you so interested in it? What's your story with aging? Well, it's a good question. And first of all, I'm, I'm right behind you <laughs> in terms of years. Um, uh, actually, really right now on the verge of turning 5-0. So uh, it's actually quite, you know, a long story that I'm going to really try to sum up for you um, in terms of what put me on on this path. So long story short, um, you know, I had a, what people may call a particularly challenging um, first half of life where um, I grew up in a really rough neighborhood in Chicago and lost friends to gangs. And I had a, a dad who was a good man until he became severely alcoholic and quite abusive. And um, what kept me on my feet and actually what kept me alive is strong women. Um, in my life. I have a saint of a mother who I still don't know how she did all that she did. I have a saint of a sister. Um, I had some saints of, of teachers who all happened to be females um, and they all just kept me, uh, 
you know, kept me going in life, I guess we'll say. And again, in some cases alive, um, you know, and I went through all kinds of other stuff, very poor, very young father, um, lost a house uh, in the past and went through bankruptcy, all kinds of stuff, you know, but I am thriving today. So I will put that uh, note in there. And again, this is so largely due to the women in my life. And today I have a wonderful wife. Um, so where I'm going with this is that I've been in natural health um, for well over 20 years now. And, you know, I worked with and helped many of the best out there that people know, um, helped to build Mercola.com when nobody knew who he was, helped Dr. Mark Hyman, many, many others. Um, so I, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I was, you know, kind of at that point in life where there was the two paths and I'm like, you know, I could do a lot in a lot of different ways, but what do I really feel strongly about Robin? And, you know, it was really already bothering me that I'm watching um, my wife who's in her forties, my mother who's in her seventies, my sister who's in her fifties. Um, These really powerful women in my life struggle with what you just said. The fact that there's this whole pervasive notion out there that it's all downhill from here as the saying goes um and that you know getting older is equated with becoming undesirable and incapable and doomed to suffering and disease and i'm like you know what that just so went against what i'd seen over the years in in natural health in in personal growth too for that matter i'm like that's that's nonsense and it hurt me frankly to see these powerful women in my life going downhill almost in a sense in some ways because of this nonsense myth. So I'm like, you know what? There's only one thing I can do here. I have access to all of these amazing experts, all of these, you know, doctors and researchers in integrative health and natural health and folks like you. And um, I you know, I said, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to put this out there as much as I can to, to let people who, especially, you know, late thirties and beyond and forties and fifties and sixties and beyond, know and show them here there are answers and these in fact can and should be the best years of your life and here here's proof here's how to do it so that's the art of anti-aging and this uh summit that you referenced that yes i've been i've been overwhelmingly working hard on this thing um with passion so some you know almost never feels like work let me put it that way anyway it's like the pinnacle of this mission because i've able to bring these 22 top, you know, uh, longevity and anti-aging doctors and researchers, just really brilliant people, um, you know, to the forefront, each from some different areas of expertise to give their answers, um, you know, to, to the big question that I ask. And, you know, I asked you that big question, so you know what that is, but I can <laughs> review that question if you want. Yeah, the, the question was to tell you the top three things that I know from my research in health and wellness as one of the many authors, researchers, and physicians that you interviewed. What are the three things that you wish everybody knew, but but very, very few did? So I had fun with that question. And so I really just wanted to have you on today to pick your brain a little bit about what you learned um, in the deep dive with 22 health and wellness experts. So a lot of them, the, a lot of people that you interviewed are colleagues and friends of mine as well. And probably half of them we've had on this show on a specific subject, but I know that you interviewed them on subjects I haven't even scratched the surface of with them. So just start wherever you want to talk about some of the meaningful things that you learned, having just come out of this uh, extensive interviewing of some amazing people. 
Right. Well, true compliments to you. You were one of my favorite interviews, by the way. Um, but I, I, I imagine I don't need to review what we discussed because I'm sure everyone listening has heard your brilliance before. So let me go to, let's see what, one, the first, very first one that actually pops to mind was um, Dr. David Perlmutter. Now he's, you know, world renowned neurologist. Uh, most people know his book, The Brain, uh, what is it called? Grain Brain which is like sold a gazillion copies. And that was a profound conversation with, uh, with David Perlmutter. Um, he revealed that 90% of your genes, they now know that 90% of your genes um, that code for your health are under your control. Now, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, it would have, you know, there, there wasn't even this notion that we can, uh, control our genes, so to speak. Um, you know, we thought we're doomed to our genetic destiny um, or, you know, praised by it in some cases. But um, as time has gone on, it became known, and this is kind of the field of epigenetics, that, wait a minute, we do have some control. You know, we can express different genes in different ways. And then as time continues to go on here, um, According to Dr. Perlmutter, we're finding more and more that we have this tremendous control. Well, he said, we now know, he said even a couple of years ago, he was saying 70%. Now he's saying 90% of your genes are under your control. So that's, that's just a monumental um, fact right there that kind of overrides the entire summit um, is that so much more than, than most people realize when it comes to how they look, how they feel right now, um, avoiding disease, fighting disease, you know, living long is under their control, Robin. It's such an important topic. And I'm sure you touched on that with a number of your speakers, because it's fairly new to realize that uh, our genes express, they're not just sitting there doing bad or good things for us, they're expressing based on the the environment we put them in, everything from the thoughts that we think and the amount of time we spend, you know, in low vibration emotions and thoughts to the foods we eat and and much more. So um, what else? Tell me more. Well, you know, I mean, along these very lines, um, you know, different types of um, hormesis, uh, I'll define that in a moment for those who may not know what it is, but it came up in so many different ways throughout this entire summit. And this is basically the idea that um, not, all, not all stress is bad. Um, now, certainly chronic stress where it's overwhelming, um, you know, can be devastating for people. But there is a certain level, certain amount of stress in life um, in different ways that's actually good. In fact, you know, that's what working out is when you exercise your you know, technically, uh, you know, breaking down your muscles so that they build back, you know, twice as solid, twice as strong. Um, well, so it goes with so many other aspects of our health. For, for instance, a good friend of mine, um, and I believe you have had Ocean Robbins on before, um, you know, he, in, in, in his classic, you know, humble ocean way, brought up um, taking cold showers and how we're finding out that this is uh, increasingly, important for our health is uh, exposing ourselves briefly, you know, to, to this uncomfortable cold temperatures. Um, others did bring up the opposite, you know, heat therapy and how that's important. So what this, you know, what this in essence does is it uh, shocks our body. It doesn't let our body get complacent, uh, you know, to use my own words here. Um, and it can definitely boost your immune system in so many ways. So, I mean, I found that quite, uh, yeah, interesting and, and, and rather remarkable. So something as simple 
um, as when you're in the shower, maybe for 50, you know, you might want to start off kind of slow here, uh, but 10, 15, 20 seconds, turning that knob all the way to the cold and just standing there and enduring it um, can actually be really good for you. And, it, you know, I live in a cold weather climate and I never found a good reason, uh, you know, from a health perspective until I started thinking about that. And I'm like, hey, maybe that's a benefit, you know. Um, haha to those on the beautiful West Coast or in Florida. Uh, one thing I don't have to be jealous about is the fact that, you know, stepping outside in this cold weather is a very similar thing. And, you know, even people who, well, I'm, I'm pushing it a little here, obviously. I mean, but, you know, taking a polar plunge in, in a lake or something like that. But they do this, Robin. They do this in, in countries, uh, you know, like Norway and Finland. Um, Apparently, you know, they've known this for years and, and, you know, the rest of the world, the scientific world is just now qualifying how beneficial it is, both the heat and the cold. Yeah. And um, I was just talking to Joe Mercola last week on the phone and he was showing me a medical journal article about how the thing most linked to anti-aging is heat shock proteins. So that was good news for the fact that I started a sauna company last year. It makes our saunas that much more powerful of a um, anti-aging tool to have one in your house. Um, what'd you learn from a, a breast surgeon? Ah, well, she's amazing. I mean, <laughs> that's one of those interviews where we could have kept going and going and going. Dr. Christy Funk. Um, yep. A breast surgeon to um, all kinds of celebrities, I believe Angelina Jolie and others, and just a wonderful human being, first of all. And, uh, you know, another big one. And uh, again, along very similar lines here, 87% of all women diagnosed with breast cancer don't have a single first degree relative who had it. Again, there's this prevailing notion still out there, you know, um, that if, you know, your mother or your grandmother had it, you're going to get it. Um, on the flip side, if they didn't, you won't. And, uh, you know, what Dr. Funk, uh, very clearly explained in that great interview was, um, no, you know, uh, 87% of the cases are not about, uh, you know, family members, et cetera. What it has everything to do with is of course your choices, you know, things that people do, um, and don't do in their life. And I mean, she covered all kinds of ground on, on what to do and not do. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, like, like um, the occasional alcoholic drink and the occasional one could be okay. But, you know, she, she, she surprised me, I guess I'll say, by noting that um, just one drink a day increases a woman's risk of getting breast cancer by 10%, three a day by 40%. So, you know, that was just one of the shocking facts that kind of stood out to me. So it's, it seems pretty wise to, you know, limit your alcohol intake. And she covered, you know, she, she, I know she's been on your show before here and she talked, um, talks about uh, boulders versus pebbles. And it really makes sense that the idea in short is, um, things like alcohol she includes in that equation of course your diet um i'm sure i'm going to miss one here exercise you know these these are the big boulders and if you're not addressing these um what you do with the pebbles don't matter so much now the pebbles are you know things like um getting toxins uh you know reducing them in the home and she's not saying they don't matter they matter tremendously but there's you know there's some really big bigs that you've got to address first and foremost you know 
the word. So, you know, profound interview there. Um, I also had Dr. Uh, David Sinclair. Now he's a David Sinclair PhD. So that's how he's a doctor. And he is a Harvard longevity researcher. He's at Harvard Medical School. Um, a few years back, Time Magazine named him one of the world's 100 most influential people. And he's kind of a friend. And that was actually the very first interview in the entire summit. I'm glad um, you know I interviewed him first because it was this great overview interview for everything to come. Kind of just you know really worked out great in that regard. Now, David um, basically talked about uh, how you do turn your longevity genes are um, real. I mean, there's really longevity genes, and you can do things to turn them on, and you can make uh, mistakes. I guess we'll say, Robin, that turn them off. Um, and one big mistake that he pointed out that a lot of people make, and especially as you get older, um, is eating too much meat. Um, it really seems to me based on this, uh, you know, entire summit collectively that, uh, when it comes to meat, it's, I know it's super controversial topic, but it does seem the less, the better, especially when you're older. So, 40s matters, 50s, it matters even more, 60s, it matters even more to really reduce the meat intake. Why? Well, you know, there's um, methionine is an amino acid and uh, it's, you know, heavy duty in meat. It's necessary. It's, you know, it's essential to us. However, in very limited quantities, the older you get, because it's one of these things, this amino acid methionine that turns off people's longevity genes. So it's actually really beneficial if you're a young man or woman and hitting the gym and wanting, you know, wanting to build muscle, for example. So in that case, it could be good for you. But the very same reason it's good for growing, um, it's kind of telling the body, hey, I, you know, we're doing good just by eating meat. We're doing good. We don't need to, you know, work on longevity. Now I'm putting it in my layman's terms and there's a little more science behind that. But, um, you know, so you're constantly putting these things in or not, you know, into your body, your choices. And it has everything to do with, you know, what both Dr. David Perlmutter and David Sinclair are making a very similar point in a different way, which is, you know, that it influences how long and how well you live. It was just really profound stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I, um, my colleague, uh, won't, I won't mention his name, but he's one of your speakers and a longtime friend of mine. And he's kind of in the last year decided that people should actually eat quite a bit of meat. So he and I have been going back and forth about it. And, I, and he gave me his references and I promised him I would read them all. So I've been reading through them all in the last two weeks. And he had two people... I think Alex Leaf is one of them and Chris Masterjohn is the other. And they both reference the same, um, the same opinion or same conclusion based on looking at the same data that eating high protein is totally fine as a cancer preventative. But then once you get cancer, then they acknowledge, yes, and I'm referring here to like the China study, the Oxford Cornell Project, um, the work overseen by Colin Campbell, PhD from Cornell that showed that a low protein diet is is a cancer preventative and 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 the best diet to get well from cancer as well. And these two guys, both of them in separate interviews, told my colleague and yours, um, well, a high protein diet is just fine for cancer prevention, but after you get cancer, then you should eat a low protein diet. And here's here's the thing I want to point out about that. 
that makes that just patently false is that we all have cancer. We all have cancer. We all have cancerous growths. If we got a really detailed, whatever, CT scan um, that could go really granular into our various organs and tissues, all of us have cancerous growths, no matter how much we have. Therefore, it makes no sense whatsoever that you should eat a high meat meat diet all the way until you get cancer. And then clearly it has been well established that, you know, a lot of juicing, a lot of vegetables, very, very little animal protein, if any, is right for getting well from cancer, for starving that cancer. It makes no sense when you consider the fact that we actually all have cancer. So if anybody hears that, it seems to be the a, a new trend. Oh, eat your standard American diet of 20% to 35% animal products just fine. But then after after cancer, give it up. You know, the only thing about when you get cancer is that that's when it was diagnosed. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean you didn't have it. So it was expressed in, a, in other words, but it's yeah. It, it, what you are saying makes uh, complete sense. <laughs> and what I heard again over the course of twenty-two different experts, um, there is there there is an there is an inkling of a case to be made that maybe you know um, animal proteins are you know okay. I wouldn't even say necessary, but okay if you're young. In a, in, a, in a growing body, you know, in a kid. But my goodness, I tell you, Robin, you know, what I heard over the course of this is that if you are, let's just say, I, you know, over 40, you really actually want to think twice about, you know, consuming too much, uh, you know, maybe if any, um, animal-based proteins, um, especially today, of course. And I'm not even talking about the fact that, you know, they're full of antibiotics and all this other stuff. I just mean in general, so. yeah. If, if anything, many of us are getting probably too much protein. There is a case, some of your experts on the show, I don't know if you got into that on your summit. There's a case to be made that people 65 and older need higher amounts of protein, but that doesn't necessarily translate to must eat more animal products, right? But I know right. that uh, Ocean's father, John, now eats uh, fish. He said that when I interviewed him, uh, you know, decades of being a vegan and now he'll eat a little bit of wild caught fish. Um, anybody you missed? I mean, I know you, there's 22 oh, people. You didn't cover them all. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I really am. I'm, you know, so, so excited about what came out of that. Um, I knew it would, but you know, when it, when it happens and you know, these interviews, it's just astounding. It was, it was remarkable. Um, you know, talk about, <laughs> um, advocating for plants, uh, Dr. Joel Furman, um, man, there was, maybe you know this, but I didn't know this, you know? Um, so we all know cruciferous veggies are like saints. Um, you know, they're kind of the saints of the vegetable world or they can be amazing for you and alliums too, like onions and garlic. Um, you know, he revealed just this very, uh, simple research based. We're talking Joel, Joel Furman here, uh, eat the live guy. Um, that how so many people are preparing them is dramatically reducing, if not flat out eliminating their cancer fighting power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of blew my mind. What, what are people doing to prepare well, those? He, and he said he was doing it himself wrong for a long time. Um, they're, they're cooking them whole. They're cooking them whole. And he said, you know, because of how these, you know, compounds are, um, I forget the word here, organosulfates, I believe it was, but, you know, different compounds in, in, these, uh, in these veggies, um, the smartest, the healthiest way to release their cancer fighting power, we'll put it in my layman's terms here, is you must cut them. Cut them, you know, uh, cut them up, 
put them in a, you know, blender or a mixer that works too. Um, so if you use them in smoothies, for example, you're, you're doing a good thing there, especially if you're doing it raw, you can cook them, you know, but you want to cut them up first, long story short. So this very simple piece of knowledge and it was just like, boom, you know, um, mind blowing. And so many things like that came out. Um, you know, do you know, we, I, I think you've had Razzie Berry on this show. Yeah, yeah, Razzie, Razzie's a good friend and, you know, she always comes out with so many amazing little facts and so if I'm challenging her, you know, her to reveal her three biggest little knowns, well, that I knew I was in for something interesting with Razzie and um, she, I mean, let's see, where do I focus on that one because it was a really wonderful interview, but relaxation, you know, she just um, gave her usual research substantiated backing that relaxation in so many ways has equivalent benefits as working out. And a lot of people, you know, might like to hear that first of all, but a lot of people that doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're really relaxing in life. Um, you know, it boosts heart health, it lowers inflammation levels in the body. So it was just, you know, great to hear that on, in the first place, Robin. On the other hand, again, um, this doesn't necessarily mean vegging out in front of the television set or something like that. It means really relaxing your mind and your body. It doesn't even necessarily have to mean meditation, and you know, but just really feeling chilled out, so to speak, can be remarkably good for you. And Razzie and I were talking and a lot of people downplay that. She even talked about, you know, the importance of daydreaming in relation, for example, and, and just letting yourself be um, is so, so crucial. Not having a thing to do in the back of your mind or, you know, having a remote control in your hand or what am I going to watch next or flipping through a phone, but just chilling out. Um, there is research and quite a bit, you know, showing that this is extremely important for you. So I found that really interesting too. Well, I'm excited to jump in myself and listen to what everybody has to say on your summit. The summit, everyone, is called the Little Known Life-Changing Health Summit. And that's because Brian asked each of us, what are three little known things that you've learned in your journey as a human being and as a health and wellness researcher and author that will really change people's lives? What do you, If you boiled it down to three things you wish people knew, what are they? And so I enjoyed answering that question. I enjoyed my own talk. Uh, one thing that I'll just give you as a little tidbit is one of the things I talked about, and that's because Brian wanted me to, is I said, you know what, Brian, I really like to talk to people about their dental work and what kind of dentist they choose and what kind of practices and materials and procedures they allow in their mouth. I really like people to know that they have options, they have alternatives, and that those materials and those procedures in their mouth could be at the root of why they're sick. And so we talked about that. I was like, you know, that might seem strange. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want to talk about that. Let's go there. Um, he, he also wanted to make sure that, you know, each of us talked about things that were, you know, sort of unique and distinct from the others so that we all aren't talking about epigenetics or whatever. And so um, I'm excited for it to come out, the little known life-changing health summit. Just to make it easy for you, we set it up as greensmoothiegirl.com slash Brian. And his name is spelled Brian, B-R-I-A-N the easy way. So greensmoothiegirl.com slash Brian. Um, tell them about Replay Weekend because when we launch this episode, Brian, I think it'll be just in time for people to get in on your uh, Replay Weekend. Tell them that and anywhere else they can learn more about you and your work. Yeah, well, it's a great time, you know, to be launching this uh, talk we're having, which I so appreciate, by the way, um, because um, while the summit has concluded, 
um, exclusive to Robin Openshaw and everyone listening, because I haven't told you know anybody else, not the rest of the world, this yet. But we indeed are going to have a replay weekend, um, and that uh, starts on Friday and it goes through Sunday. And what that basically means is you go to greensmoothiegirl.com forward slash Brian, I believe it is B R I A N not the Brian with a Y or the Brian with an I. And you could sign up free there, you know, just takes a moment and you're in and you can listen to um, any and all of it starting on Friday. Um, And if that doesn't work for you, it's a lot. I mean, you're talking 22 interviews, each about an hour, each of really profound information. Um, So if you're the type of person who prefers to listen on your own time, on your own schedule, you're certainly going to want to listen to these interviews multiple times, certain ones of them, including with, with Robin for sure. Um, Then, you know, the, uh, what I call the summit empowerment package is available as well. And uh, there's a big early bird discount right now, um, which will end um, at the end of replay weekend. So you can also go and take a look at that and you get tons of really great bonuses and tons in this case, but equals 22 different bonuses. Um, and it really is worth over a thousand dollars and take a look at the bonuses. These are not shoddy bonuses. One of them, we talked about ocean. One of them is, um, complete access to his 2019 food revolution summit. So you're getting an additional, I think it was 24 speakers just, you know, from his summit last year, access to the recordings and transcripts there and all of his bonuses too. So, I can go on and on, but the point is, um, it's a really good time if you're, again, the type of person who wants to own all this, um, but it's also there, you know, for free this weekend. So really, really, I think you're going to love it as you can tell I'm excited about it because it was amazing. So thank you, Robin. Of course. Thanks for coming on my show, Brian, and good luck with the summit. I'm excited. 